jealousy, and this is hard for me, and this is hard for a lot of people with personalities like me, but in sales, you have to listen. Mm. If you don't hear, well, first off, people don't want to hear about you. And that's, it's it's so, it's just human nature for us to talk about ourselves <laughs> and what I do today. People don't care. Nope. You have to focus on them, and that's why you're there. A game-changing approach to life, business, and marketing. You're listening to TMG Talks. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to be here today. I've got a friend of mine, Lee Wyndham from Remax here in Southwest Georgia. How are you? I'm wonderful. Hi, John. <laughs> I've got to get some of these laughs out. We're going to do this the whole time. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> and we're going to keep all this too, by the way. We're going to be authentic. We're not going to try to be cookie cutter. I think y'all probably have some dirt on me all the times y'all film me and <laughs> I've we messed have, up. <laughs> we have a lot of raw footage of you, Lee, at, at this point. Uh, we got some leverage. No, I I'm know. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I'll say it again. I started this podcast. I felt very convicted. I mean, I, I wanted to have content for business leaders, for, for upper management. There's my phone. Uh, for people who deal with a lot of these things and running a company and entrepreneurship and, and things of that nature, got a lot of topics we want to cover. But today... I want to focus on you and some of the things you've experienced and some of the things that you've learned and that you're passionate about. Okay. Um, so you mentioned something about company culture, uh, but before we get into company culture, I want to know a little bit more about Lee. Okay. Uh, I'm the broker owner of Remax of Albany, and we are a growing company. We just hired our 20th agent last week. That's awesome. And we have just to me the best team because we respect one another one another we mm. have good ethics and morals and we really kind of abide by the golden rule which is you know do unto others treat people how you want to be treated and when you do that at least you know you feel good about what you've done at the end of the day and you know that you've done the right thing even if things don't go in your favor you know we always know treat people how we want to be treated absolutely so how did you get into real estate so I started when I was in college I interned at Children's Miracle Network which happens to be Remax's main charity so I've kind of gone twofold Mm. and uh, I met a man named Brian Cohen who is the owner uh, or the the broker and managing partner of Touchstone Homes and we had dinner one night and he said you need to be in sales Mm. I was like, okay. There you go. So he hired me as his marketing manager, and I ran his marketing department, and he told me I had to go get my real estate license, which I did, and then he told me I had to get my, well, then he sat me out in the field, so I was his sales manager for five days during the week, and I had to sit out in a model home for a year, every weekend, um, just to get that hands-on experience. Once I did it for a year, I went and got my broker's license, and when when I got that, he said, you'll be the... Uh, managing broker, you'll run Touchstone Homes, which was awesome. So I got my broker's license, and awesome. that was it. So interesting. What I'm curious, what's the difference in your mind between sales and marketing? Um, well, marketing prompts the sales, but I mm. mean, marketing can go two ways. We do marketing where we're focused on product, where we're given price point, you know, location mm-hmm. specific information, but 
Remax has reached the point, and since we are a national franchise, where marketing can also be used as awareness, just a, just an awareness tool. That's something that TMG really helps us with, um, is just getting our face out there. Because just like anybody in sales, you have to remind people all the time that you're in sales. I mean, we see people in the community. We go to church with people who mm-hmm. will often say, I forgot you were in real estate. <laughs> and it's like, well... I don't know how, but mm-hmm. I'll do everything in the future to make sure you don't forget it. That's right. I think it's supply and demand. A lot of times when companies have a product where there's no competition and high demand, you know, they can they can just sell. Right. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're just we're, – they basically can be- become order takers. But when other companies of, of likeness come into the same marketplace and they offer different things, I think marketing really does play a big role. Uh, you just hit on it. That's that's so true. So after I got, um, after I became the vice president of sales and marketing and design at Touchstone, um, the market, you, we all know, mm-hmm. the market just stopped for us. I was in Atlanta, and was this two thousand seven eight? Yes. Oh gosh. So what was interesting, and and we had just been taking numbers up until then in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, our my salespeople, and I didn't know this until the market slowed down. Half of them didn't know how to sell mm. because they were just taking orders. And so when the market got tough, it was you know the 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 ones on top rose, and the ones that I knew. Mm. And you kind of know in management who's really got it and who doesn't, but the ones that were able to hit every aspect of sales, which isn't just talking to people. You know, there's an administrative side. There's um, more than just getting in people's face and talking. So that was that was interesting to me. That was a that was a big change in my career when I had to go from managing orders essentially being taken to training people and training them for skill and Mm. teaching them how to sell new homes because that's what i was in is new homes yeah i say this a lot but that's what i love about the marketplace it does not lie it does not lie (laughs) well i mean it's the same thing as if a home is underpriced or Mm -hmm. if a home is overpriced the market knows you know the market they can smell a deal and you know people aren't going to pay more than something's worth and people set the value so how do you stay how do you stay innovative in a very competitive marketplace how do you do it reading, you know, Mm. podcasts, staying um, aware of things going on all over the country. You know, we're in um, a market, I always say this about Albany, you know, other markets have peaks and valleys, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of go up and down, up and down. Albany is a little bit more of a, a lateral market. I mean, we don't have huge peaks. We didn't have huge slowdowns Mm -hmm. but um my team also remax gives us a lot of tools there's a remax university that we can go to and get education i have a team of entrepreneurs at remax who all want to better themselves and so they're uh, they take the initiative to to learn and grow and then we teach each other which is invaluable Let's go back to sales for a minute. Okay. It's funny because I think a lot of people have a huge disdain for that. Like I'm a salesman, you know, they'll call themselves an agent. They'll call themselves a, a, a whatever, a consultant. But sales is what makes the world go round. Absolutely. But nobody likes to be sold, you mm-hmm. know, or, or at least I don't. I'm not a, I won't say I'm not a hard sell type of person, but sales, just like any relationship starts with trust. And it's, it's about relationships and it's about, you know, 
some people don't work well together and that's okay. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean someone has failed, but you have to trust the person that you're buying from. Same as you have to trust the person that's given you a loan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a buying a home is it's a personal process, mm-hmm. you know, and you just have to make sure you're with the people that you have confidence in um, and that, you know, will take you and lead you to where you need to be. That's awesome. Um, I think a lot of people think a good salesman, you know, they have to be flamboyant. They have to be loud. They have to be, a, you know, whatever. Some of the best salesmen I've ever met in my entire life are the best servants and they don't talk that much. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Well, see, and this is hard for me and this is hard for a lot of people with personalities like me, but in sales, you have to listen. Mm. If you don't hear, well, first off, people don't want to hear about you. And that's, it's, it's so, it's just human nature for us to talk about ourselves (laughs) and what I do today. People don't care. You have to focus on them and that's why you're there. Um, some of my best salespeople are soft-spoken, very different from me, but they genuinely care about their client and they genuinely care about real estate and people having a good a good process, a good transaction. Um, if if it goes sour, if something goes, if something, if people lose your trust, it's done for. Hmm. Yeah, my wife and I had an experience one time with an agent a highly preferred professional agent. Um, we were <laughs> we were looking at homes, and I'll never forget this. We were in the house. We go in the house, and this agent shows us literally every nook and cranny and feature and all these things, and it seemed like this agent wanted to show us what she wanted to see, not what we wanted mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, hey, there's only like two things I care about. Why don't you ask me what I care about? Absolutely, and to me, that's the first thing that you do with a client before you even get them in the car. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know when I work with someone, if I show them one or two houses, I know what their hot buttons are Mm -hmm. because it's all about, just like you said, people usually have two or three hot buttons. I must have a two-car garage. I must have an Mm -hmm. acre lot. We're the experts in the field. So if we're not taking them where they need to go, we're not doing the service that we're being paid for. Mm. Yeah, and and what's what's cool is I see this, I see this in selfish, I call it selfish marketing and unselfish marketing, which is typically branding. But really the difference is branding and selling. Mm -hmm. Now, you have to sell at some point. When you find out what somebody wants, you have to sell. But what I've seen in marketing and advertising is a lot of companies get really selfish. You know, they're they're selling to you what they want you to do. Sure. And they're not thinking about the consumer. What does a consumer want? What do they want? Especially now when the consumer has all the power. Absolutely. They have all the choice. I've got my Netflix. I've got my Hulu. I've got my Facebook. Getting into these environments now and trying to just sell, sell, sell. When in, in fact, these environments remind me of a coffee shop or a bar. People get in there to have to laugh. They get in there to look at pictures of their friends. And it's like people are just knocking on their door trying to sell them stuff. How can we create successful marketing in some of these environments? The consumer, this is where I was going. Boom. The consumer is more educated today than they have ever been. So I love this. My my mentor, he used to say to me, differentiate or die. And Mm. that is absolutely the truth. So if we don't deliver what people want and make ourselves memorable, then we're going to lose. There's too many choices in real estate companies. There's too many choices in product out there. And people don't even have to have a real estate agent. Their transaction will be better. Mm -hmm. And it's our job to show them why it will be smoother and more efficient if they use a real estate agent. 
preferably a Remax agent. Absolutely, of course. <laughs> and I'm so glad we're on this topic. I, and, and I'm going to put car dealers on blast. Look, I have a high appreciation of any car dealer. I've done it. I've sold cars. It's very difficult. It's whatever. But I'll say this. I, I don't claim to be an expert in anything, Lee. But I will say this. It is crazy to me how many car dealerships have the same message in the same platform right behind five of their competitors. I agree. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. It goes back to that differentiator die. And you, you know, besides having the trust of the salesperson, Mm. you want to work with a company that's innovative, that's on the cutting edge, that's doing more, that's well, for us, I'm going to take it an extra step. I think at Remax, we are embracing our city, our mm-hmm. where we live. You mm-hmm. know, where we're we're getting out in the community. We are we are Albany. I mean, TMG has been helping us with that campaign because we service this area. We must believe in it. We mm. must stand behind it. So <laughs> it's contagious. It is. <laughs> so going back to the consumer, the funny thing is, whether it's you know cars, homes, whatever. The thing we have to realize is consumers have they've already kind of found kind of what they want. Absolutely. They they've been on the Zillows, they've been on the the auto traders, they've done their research. They know what they want, you know, just because you have it at your lot or or, or you've listed it. That's to me that's not the game. Well, and if you take them, you're exactly right. And if you take them the wrong information or show mm-hmm. them something where you're not listening, mm-hmm they don't have faith in you they don't have confidence in you and then again it can go back to that selfish marketing just i always tell people this you know look at this this is beautiful you might but i'm not moving in with you it doesn't matter (laughs) what i like you know everyone's different everybody has different tastes so never make a judgment call for your client can i digress you had said something earlier about you know we're not going to give the used car salesman the car salesman a bad rap but to me you had kind of asked me before we went on the air (laughs) um you had asked me about company culture and that's very important at remax because or that's just very important in growing a business Mm. period um like I said, we're really growing. We're trying to have controlled growth over at Remax, but I can, you know, who fits in your company culture or not. It's typically not a situation where you hire someone and bring them on board and then say, I don't know if they have the same values as we do. Typically, you know, up front mm-hmm. and someone who, again, doesn't listen or, you know, tries that I just don't feel comfortable with. That's not our culture. That's not, that's not us. And it's okay. It's okay to be different. It just means you might not thrive best in our environment. Is that mean? No, it's not mean at all. I think it's serving to Remax, and I think it's serving to the individual. Absolutely. Not putting them in a a position to fail. Right. I think that's huge. Um, Going back to sales, uh, it's so funny. A a friend of mine... (laughs) A friend of mine was talking to a surgeon one time. I was like, oh, man. I, and a friend of mine, he's in sales professionally. And the surgeon was like, no, there's no way I could sell ever. There's no way I could do that. That's crazy. And he said, do you realize you have to sell people on cutting them? Yes. <laughs> I just had Everybody. back surgery. Absolutely. And it came down to the end for surgeons trying to sell me. Mm-hmm. Surgeons are in sales, too. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't even imagine, you I know, hey, 
sign all of this book of paperwork. We're going to slice you, you, you open. You may die. <laughs> sign here. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're incredible salesmen. Yeah, they but are. But they know their craft. They know it so much. It's not... They don't have to force people into something. They just know it. They know their stuff. Well, and they're specialized. And that's, I'm going to bring it back to real estate. You know, we have people that are specialized in commercial real estate. We Mm -hmm. have people that are specialized in new home real estate. So, you know, just like a surgeon might be a a neurosurgeon or, you know, uh, orthopedic, different specialties. um, I always say, you know, you've got to master something. There's Mm -hmm. something you have to be not necessarily an expert in, but something you have to be passionate. I mean, sales is very broad. Mm -hmm. So I don't say just pick one, but whatever you're passionate about, focus on it and learn as much as you can. So for our viewers, what, what's a book that you've read or or something that you've gone through uh, training wise or a book or something that has meant a lot to you and helped you in your life, I I saw this on your sheet when I sat down and my word document your sheet. word document sheet, which is awesome. Um, when I was at, I keep going back to when I worked at Touchstone Homes in Atlanta, but I we had a book club and our leadership committee wasn't optional, so we would read a book once a month and then we would sit and discuss it. Um, and I should know the author, but the book Good to Great was one that we all read and had. Who's that? Jim Collins. Ah. It is Jim. It Collins. is. I got All it right. right. Well, okay. It says James C. Collins. So if you're searching, if you or Jimmy, if you're right? To this, or Jimmy? Uh, yeah, probably do James Collins. Uh, good to great. Why some companies make the leap and others don't. So tell us, what did you learn from that book? The most important thing that I learned from that book is everyone has to be seated in the right place on the bus. Mm. And that's not just from an administrative side. It's from a, you know, a sales perspective, too. You have to put someone in the environment where they thrive. You cannot take someone marketing that does just marketing and put them in a numbers job or sit them at a desk. (laughs) And someone might think that that's the position or the job they want. But as a manager and as a leader, I'm doing no one a service by putting them in the wrong seat on the bus. I'm probably going to ask this question on every episode. I just think this is fascinating right now in our culture. Is good help hard to find? Yes. Yes. Um, Well, I think every manager and leader has different things they need support in. I mean, I'm sure I'm very difficult to work with. I move very fast, um, and I like things now. Mm. Certain people couldn't work under that or under a a hard pressure environment. Mm -hmm. Um, Good salespeople are hard to find. Good, and and I'll go back to that in a second, good administrative people are hard to find. And again, it goes back to the, maybe not hard to find, but that, again, fits your company culture Mm -hmm. and I don't want to say can take care of people, but we're in the service industry. And to to some people that comes natural to, and to some people, they really have no business talking to people all day. And I think that there's a lot of people like that. Your administrative side, your salespeople, people represent you when they go out in the public. And you just have to make sure people are properly trained. People know your company culture, your mission statement, you know, what you stand for. Mm-hmm. After that... That's, I mean, that's, that's really the foundation. And I like what you said earlier. You were, you were really taking responsibility for the hiring process because I think the problem could easily start in bringing the wrong person in. Absolutely. One bad seed, I hate to be so cliche, mm-hmm. it can burst company morale. It can frustrate people. I never want to have the environment 
in my office where people don't want to come in the door because either of someone else or because of me. You know, I I work best with people. I love working with somebody else. To me, it makes the day more fun. Mm-hmm. Go grab lunch or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just it's an it's important to have the right people and then to treat them well. The the way when I bought Remax, the way they taught me when I went out to her corporate office in in Colorado mm-hmm. is the truth. These realtors are my client. You know, they have their clients. I have yep. to give them an, an environment to succeed, mm-hmm. but I also have to make sure that I'm not just bringing warm bodies on. And that's what we're, you know, we're being, we're given incentives from our corporate office to grow, grow, grow. Right. And again, that's why I go back to that controlled growth. Um, you can't have relationships with your agents. You can't um, communicate well when you're just growing and not stopping and getting to know people. Mm everybody's different everybody is motivated a different way um and if you don't know how that person's motivated how can you lead them can i go back to sales and marketing okay so you asked asked about sales and marketing and i think the difference between sales and marketing obviously they they parallel each other uh one helps the other what i just think about how we did things in the business 20 years ago Mm. and how we do things now you know the print media was huge and we were spending all this money i had consultants coming in right and left just you know with ad campaigns and this and that I love what TMG has done for us, and I love social media. But it gives you the opportunity to connect with with the public, and it gives you better opportunity to track what is important to consumers or, you know, and, and TMG has taught us this, what they are what keeps them engaged the longest that's what i was looking for to engage with us and we couldn't do that before so we were spending money and you know throwing marketing dollars against the wall and now we have something that we can embrace we can put our arms around we can you know look at the reports we can look at the data and know where we're reaching people and where we're losing people i love that lee i think a lot of companies and and i don't i don't blame it on anybody in particular but i think a lot of companies over the last you know 20 30 years have been kind of driven by the 30 second commercial spot for their content strategy um i think it's kind of they think that's all they can do right. all i just need to do a 30 second spot i need to say a hundred thousand things in it and try to and hopefully i can get a return on that investment as soon as possible but then you look at and people don't understand this i i'm still learning this too Look at Duck Commander for a second. Are you familiar with Duck Commander, mm-hmm. Duck Dynasty? Okay. When Duck Commander, before they had Duck Dynasty, they were shipping about 20 duck calls a day. So <laughs> before they launched their first episode, so they create this show. You know, the CEO, can't even remember his name, um, Jethro. No, I'm kidding. So Corey, the CEO's wife, before they launched the first episode, she was telling him, hey, you need to stock up on more duck calls. And he was like, why? Nobody's going to like this. It's ridiculous. They're especially not going to like Uncle Cy. So 20 duck calls. After the launch of the first episode, they started shipping 2,000 duck calls a day. And it goes back to they created something that people fell in love with. Right. They created a brand. It wasn't just a duck call anymore. It became more than that. But people feel like they know them is the thing. And you're just, you're right about that 30 second pitch. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a kind of has to do with why we've been trying to do agent videos Mm -hmm. where it doesn't even talk about necessarily real estate talks about their personal life or Mm -hmm. what they believe or, you know, how they engage in the community. And I think that once you 
personalize something mm-hmm. and then feel a connection, you're always going to stick with that person. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of going off subject here, but the Good. thing about marketing and this, you know, something that I just learned marketing 101 when I started mm-hmm. out in, in the careers, you have to, in my career, you have to hit people at least three times before they're going to remember oh, yeah. you. ADD, man. Absolutely. A billboard or a commercial and then a print flyer and then maybe a direct mail piece. The consumer just isn't going to remember, and we're all that way. So Mm -hmm. marketing for realtors or for anyone is just planting seeds. And you might feel like, well, this is silly for me to send these mailers out or it's silly for me to do this. But you've got to plant these seeds. You have to be consistent with Mm -hmm. it. It, It's like you said, you're not immediately going to get your return on your investment. Everything in life is about consistency. Mm -hmm. What I'm curious, what shows do you like? I do. Okay, I don't watch TV. What do you I, I choose a, to consume? Are you a reader? You watch shows? Anything? Well, you know, I'm a dog person. So right. all my time is I like to train people and then working with, with dogs at the end of the day. Um, I, I'll open up a, a book sometimes to just, you know, John Sanford or you know, mystery something to just have my mind go somewhere mm-hmm. else. But um, I live on a farm. I'm not a go home and sit on the sofa kind of per- I wish I could. I just have too much energy. <laughs> I'm the same way. I just find it fascinating that a lot of uh, business leaders, business owners that run these pitch spots, um, it's like when you start to think about what the consumer likes, what they choose to consume, you can start creating content around that. Absolutely. You know, rather than because at the end of the day, there's so many choices and and the the consumer's BS radar is so high right now. It's huge. It's it is huge. so high. So ah, you're just pitching me. You're pitching me. You're pitching me. It's not the it's not the differentiator from selling more or less. Right. It might be. It might help in the awareness game, but in the long run, who are they going to follow? Who are they going to follow? And again, to me, it goes it goes back to the basics. You know, I know that whenever the the market is slow, or the, whenever you know, we always say go back to the basics, go back to the one hundred and one. Well, one of the things that I just learned in marketing basics is don't throw too many facts in their face. People, mm. again, my, my mentor taught me, people look at ads with babies and dogs. Yep. You know, don't give them too many information. Do something that's visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. And so what's so funny, obviously I handle uh, AKC Labrador's uh, field trials. Karen and I took my dog, Luke. He's been in the studio many times. He it's wins blue ribbons. So we tacked onto that blue ribbon service. People might not remember mine and Karen's name, but they'll be like, oh, Luke, he's in your ads. <laughs> he People sold houses dogs, for us before. You know, mm-hmm. someone has seen it. They've run hunt tests. They're, oh, yeah, I, I trust you. Let's go with you. So it's a... It's a common factor. I mean, you you have to find something where people can relate to you as more than a salesperson, as someone that's actually a, a human being who listens, who um, has compassion, who can guide you through the process. Um, some salespeople, kind of like you said, the ones that are in your face, and I see this in my business. This is not my company culture. I see it every day. Some salespeople bully people through the process mm-hmm. and then bully the other realtor through um, that that never works. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Awesome. I, I love it. Had a good time. I have. All right. Thank you.